Aren't you tired of feeling like you're living a real life chaotic episode of euphoria full of angry outbursts, shocking surprises, and of course, all the stress crying. Hi, I'm a mental health therapist. My name is Mallory Grimsey, and I was not always the calm, cool, and collected therapist that you see before you today. Maybe I was never cool. <laughs> Once upon a time, I too was an overwhelmed, stressed out, busy, overscheduled teenager who, shall I say, was passionately expressive. And by that, I mean, I was totally emotional. My emotions would take over all the time. And the only way that I experienced some major relief was through stress crying. While crying in and of itself can be a really healthy, happy, healing, emotional experience, uh, stress crying doesn't really have that same sort of benefit. And that's because it tends to kind of burst at the seams, never at a convenient time, and always when it's gonna be most embarrassing, like in front of your crush in line at school. Which is why I wanna share with you my personal journey of going from stress crier to finding relief in self-care and coping skills so that I can be a healthy therapist for the teens that I work with. Because wouldn't it be really weird if your therapist just suddenly bursts into tears every time you share an emotional experience with them? It would be really uncomfortable. Self-care and coping skills changed everything for me. But before we talk about that, we have to do a little time traveling back in time to when I was a wee little one in Manahawkin, New Jersey. Did you know that YouTube was not my first start to being on video? It's true, I got an early start in kindergarten when I was featured in a commercial for my school. And that's because I was crying, <laughs> yeah. So they happened to be filming a commercial for the school that I went to and they were passing by and they saw through the window on the door, this little kid just crying uncontrollably at one of the tables. Now I do remember crying at the table. I have no idea why. It probably was because somebody stole the purple crayon before I could get to it. But it, at that time, in that moment, whatever it was, it felt really important to me. And so I was trying to process my emotions by crying. My teacher at the time, I had quite a reputation for being a crier. So she would just let me cry it out, which is probably one of the best things you could do for young kids like that is just let them figure it out and self-soothe so that they can build upon those skills as they grow older. People who were filming and shooting the commercial saw me crying and they went to my teacher and said, hey, would you feel comfortable going and sitting down next to that student and putting your arm around them, consoling them? We'll film it for the commercial. So my teacher, uh, Mrs. Eskra, came over to me and told me, hey, this is what these people are asking. Is that okay with you? And I immediately was like, yes, this is my moment to shine. <laughs> and an emotional star was born. <laughs> Now, when I think about that now, it's really hysterical that, um, you know, now I am a mental health therapist because from a young age and all the way through elementary school, high school, college, grad school, and beyond, I was quite the stress crier. I was often referred to as overly sensitive or emotional, or I took things too seriously or too personally. Let me know in the comments if you can relate. And so because I struggled with stress crying so much throughout most of my early life, I just assumed that this is just who I am and it's part of what I had to deal with. It was just kind of a thing. But the thing is, is that what served me well as a young child did not serve me so well as I grew older. Like, yeah, when I was like 17 and I got pulled over by the police for speeding, crying got me out of a ticket. 
I admit it. But fast forward to a few years, um, crying is seen as manipulative and it can be. I'll save that for a different video. But people don't often take grown people crying very seriously. And so I needed to figure out a way to be taken seriously, still express and feel my emotions in a way that I wasn't gonna be an exploding stress crying mess all the time. And so that's where self-care and coping skills come in. In fact, it wasn't even until I was in graduate school learning how to be a therapist that I first heard the term coping skills. Can you believe that? You guys are so lucky because I talk about coping skills all the time because it's something that I wish that I knew way back when. Uh, it would have saved me a lot of time and heartache and headache and crying, <laughs> to be honest. So coping skills, if you remember, are the things that we intentionally mindfully do to help us hang in there through the intensity of an uncomfortable emotional experience so that we can later problem solve. Because if you're all emotion and you're all feeling and it's so overwhelming and stressful, um, that's all you're gonna be focusing on. And you need to deal with that first before you can deal with the root of the problem. Once I started incorporating more healthy self-care strategies into my day-to-day -day life, I found that using coping skills was much easier because my nervous system was not as dysregulated as it was before. A lot of people will focus on coping skills, coping skills, coping skills, but if you don't have self-care, with your coping skills, it ain't gonna work. You need to take care of your basic self-care needs in order to regulate your nervous system responses so that you don't have as intense emotional experiences like stress crying. Because stress crying is really just your body's way of expressing, releasing all of that emotional buildup. Once I started prioritizing my self-care and making it a daily habit, I noticed that I was sleeping better. I was feeling better. I was more calm and focused. I was finding it so much easier to feel what my clients were feeling in the moment and still be present with them in a way that it didn't spill over out of session into my day-to-day -day life. And best of all, I found that people were taking me much more seriously because don't get me wrong, feelings are great, emotions are great, and passion is great. My passion and what I was feeling was still shining through. I was able to clearly articulate and get my point across in a meaningful, valuable way that my emotions weren't taking over. They were still there. They were still doing their job to guide me into what direction I needed to be and for relating to other people. But it wasn't the only thing that people were experiencing. The messages that I wanted people to hear and understand were finally getting through, not just my frustration. Now I could go on and on and on about all the different ways that I use coping skills and self-care strategies and I definitely have some videos on that but I'd be more interested in you developing your own personalized self-care habits and plan. You can get a head start by downloading free access to the self-care bundle. Now it won't always be free so definitely get in on that now. So you may already be aware but in a few weeks I'm going live here on YouTube on Friday April 14th and I'm going to be sharing how I personally control my feelings as a therapist. I'm gonna be sharing the three secrets that I wish that I had when I was a teenager. Man, this is like a really special treat and a gift. I like never do live events, so you definitely wanna get in on this. Make sure that you sign up so you're notified when we go live. And this live will not be forever, so you definitely wanna show up live. I'm gonna be sharing special gift and giveaway for anybody who does show up on the live. Um, it's a secret. Definitely show up check it out and you'll see.
And you know, I'm all about the buddy system, so make sure that you send it to a friend to sign up too. I can't wait to see you here live on YouTube on April 14th, but in the meantime, make sure you sign up for that self-care bundle so you can get a jump start on your self-care. Thanks for watching.